Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, my name's James, and welcome to another episode of the Oz F1 Show. In this episode, we're going to review the Emilia Romana Grand Prix. And I'm joined by my friends and yours, a freight train and a good bloke who can make coffee. <laughs> Campy, the little, the little train that could. Hello. Hi, boys. Are you well? <laughs> Tommy T. Good morning. Uh, it is a good morning. We come to you from at 5.30 in the morning uh, here in the beautiful Mornington Peninsula as we yes. stay up really late to watch Formula One live again and of course there was a red flag in the race but uh, if you didn't catch our pre-drinks episode uh, feel free to jump back to that first have a listen uh, and then prove us wrong in terms of what we thought would happen Uh, boys overall thoughts of the race Uh, Campy would you like to take us away yeah, it's really a two-horse race, this uh, championship for this year, isn't it? Between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. I think uh, I think both of them were outstanding in the race. Pace-wise, they controlled the wet conditions, clearly faster than everybody else, substantially faster than everyone else. Uh, a bit of a tale of two races, really. It was wet, and it was red flag, and then it was dry. Uh, but yeah, exciting. It's good to see. It's something different. And I'd like to see Lewis Hamilton not winning, which is good. So he's, it's just good for the sport. I'm just, if he wins and he deserves it, good. I'm just sick of seeing it because he's yeah. done it for eight years straight. He leads the championship by one single point because of his fastest lap. Yeah. That is something I'm here for with two races in and yes, he's not please. miles yep. ahead. Yeah. Yep. Tommy T? Um, yes, disappointing that the other two of the – those constructor cars were nowhere near. Bottas mm. for other reasons and Perez had no luck at all. And mm. But those two cars are clearly the fastest and everyone's kind of the rest. But the rest is actually really competitive and close. Like yep. Ferrari came out of nowhere. McLaren had real pace, which they probably shouldn't have at a track like this. Um, I'm here for that, to have the midfield to be bigger than usual and really compressed and really tight. Yeah, I think it, from a... Looking at last year in Imola and, you know, with six overtakes, I think Yuki Tsunoda did that up and down the grid about 17 times, six overtakes going and then yeah. crash spinning out and going yeah. forward six places and then coming back again. So <laughs> it was totally different to what I think we expected. Yes. Certainly different to what we thought in the um, pre-drinks podcast and talking about what our expectations were for the race, but good. 
Um, no surprises that there was a lot of spinning going on in the wet weather. Yes. Um, a couple of disappointments. What we'll do is we'll go through team by team as we normally do. But before we get into the race itself, there's only one bit of fresh news that we've got. Uh, and Tommy T, you actually picked this up ahead of when, before it was actually announced. Uh, you said that the Instagram logo with Formula One, you'd I had did. another moment of actually being clever. Am I the prophet? Yeah. Ooh. Have you lost it? I have lost it, really. <laughs> uh, but Miami is now been confirmed. Uh, yes. We're going to a car park, which is a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> Campy, obviously you love the United States for some reason. Um, yep. And is this a good thing that there's another race and we're not going to somewhere like Laguna Seca, which is an amazing track? We're going uh, to a car park instead? My, it'll be a spectacle. <laughs> Do I think we should go there? Probably not. Mm. Um. There's better tracks around the world, and we saw them last year and this year. Good tracks point. that have been added to the calendar yep. that deserve a spot on this on this on the schedule. So yeah. I'd really like to see Vietnam, yeah, because that track on all the sims and the games looked spectacular. But whatever's happened there, that's gone cold. I mean, they spent millions of dollars, tens of millions, getting that track up to scratch, and we haven't even been there yet to announce somewhere like Miami. It's good for American market. They get a couple of races. Which They'll makes probably sense. be back to back. Liberty Media is an American exactly. owned media conglomerate. Therefore, they'll be trying to promote the sport in America because it's probably their biggest growth market. Yes, indeed. Um, outside of China, but they've seemed to not favour China for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Well, that race anyway. So, yeah, good on them. It's another. But there's other places we could go in America that would be way better. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And I think, I mean, they've been trying Miami for a long time, haven't they? The, the conversations yeah. have been almost around the same amount of time as sprint races have been talked about on a Saturday. And New yeah. York as well. Like, we actually came bloody close to having a race in New York. Can you imagine New York, though? The logistics of trying to get New York to happen would be nigh on impossible. They can barely get a marathon sorted. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. Good <laughs> luck, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but that would... I'd prefer to go to New York than I would Miami. I would too, but one hundred. I'd like to have Formula on the Moon. Like that's more likely, mate. <laughs> Genuinely, New York. Moon. The logistics to shut that city down would be off its head because it's not like a marathon where it's just yeah. people running around. The bollards, the everything, the runoffs. Like that they'd, city would have to shut down for a month. They'd get it done though. They fucking would not. <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> you're off your dial. Yeah. Uh, he only knows this from watching basketball. Yes. Exactly. And, and being in New York and taking photos of, there of is basketballs. No chance. Oh, listen, I'd love to see it, but like that'd be like having a Formula One race in the middle of London. Good when luck. When we're the rights holder. Yes, we'll do that. We'll, no, I'm not sure we'll do it. I'll make it happen. Not sure. Okay. <laughs> we'll get Big Daddy Stroll's money. He's probably the only one with enough money to make it happen. Uh, sorry, can you please call him Chairman Santa sorry. Claus? Because he looked like Santa Claus <laughs> in that green outfit yesterday and he's got a big white beard <laughs> and he is also Chairman. So Chairman Santa Claus, oh, King of the Santa yeah. Clauses. Um, oh, that's probably his other business is he's, he owns all of the other Santa Clauses that goes to yes. different supermarkets wow. and stuff. It'd be a big market yeah. anyway. It's a t- tangent. Um, on another tangent, uh, I'd like to point out the Campy and I are both wearing RM Williams stuff today. So if you're interested in sponsoring us, RM Williams, just feel free to... DM us. Um, Tommy's As James pointed out, he's Nike. a private schoolboy preppy version of RM Williams from Campy Sydney. was shocked when I walked in with an RM vest and I was like, mate. It was apparently on the cashed up Bogan. So Apparently. Nobody yeah. was surprised. <laughs> well, if 
money is the defining factor here. I'm beating you both, so come on. Yeah, um, and that's yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, anyway, so Miami. Yeah, look, it's going to be. I think it makes sense because Florida is such a motorsport kind yeah, of area. Yes, yeah. of oh, for hundred percent. Yeah. So they're, they're looking into like what is already a market there. Can we kind of tap into that? So. Oh, Logical be decision. Huge. Be huge. Look, more racing is not a bad thing in Formula One. Yes, we no. said this, and you know, after last year, you know, we said there's going to be no such thing as a boring race. Uh, that went out the window pretty quickly <laughs> with with our attitudes to certain things. But anyway, how long a contract was it? Ten. Ten year contract. Yeah. You say, what if it's a dud racetrack? Well, then we've got. You mean like most racetracks? Well, like Russia. Well, at least I we're in Miami is, and not in friggin' France. Sochi <laughs> as a city is a cool city. <laughs> yeah. And it has the potential you would say to you be would a great racetrack. But, <laughs> but on the roller coaster. Like, as a track, it's shit. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the yeah. worst designed track of all time. Yeah. It's the only track I'm any good at in F1 2020. I was going to say, I kind of like it. And that points <laughs> out how rubbish it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, the racing we get, the cars need to be six or seven seconds faster a lap for that track to be better. But the FIA... Won't allow these cars to get quicker. So, anyway. Yeah. Rant, rant over. When did having a good track mean anything to the Formula One runners? Like, they yeah, don't get really. It's cash. Cash is king. Let's talk about the, the teams. The Italians. Um, Williams, as we said yesterday, looked strong. I Next said they'd minute, be on for a point. They did not look strong as Latifi was clipped by Mazepin, uh, who I can only assume it was Mazepin's fault, even if he didn't see him. Definitely um, not Mazepin's definitely fault. Definitely wasn't, but it's, it's Everyone was shocked. But it, like, it's like, oh, I wonder <laughs> who was involved in that. So Latifi had a spin accident. and then re-entered the track on top of Mazepin, so he could have braked. He was just like, well. Don't I don't know. think I don't think Latifi saw him there, nah. and yeah. Mazepin was surprised that he yeah. moved over. The amazing thing was it was three laps into the race, Mazepin had sorry, Latifi had time to spin, correct it, get back on the track, <laughs> and then Mazepin <laughs> had caught up with him. That's three laps point. into it, that is a very good point. That. That's actually oh. a very good point. I love oh. that. Um, but to be fair, Williams looked strong yep. this weekend. Qualified strong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think the they're moving forward. I mean, is that saying much when there's a Haas car that's not getting developed and it has two very, very rookie drivers and one of them is a Muppet? No, but I think we, we look at Alfa Romeo as the comparison for yep. Williams. Um, you know, Alfa have made some gains in that new Ferrari PU and they've got, I think, a great driver pairing. Um I don't think Latifi is as strong as Giovinazzi, but I would say that George has got glimpses of what Kimi is well known for in terms of consistency yes. and ability. I mean, I well, think Kimi's the best out of the four. He's consistent at not getting a point, tell you that much. There it is. Let's talk about his crash. Yeah. Go on then. What do you reckon? Of uh, George Russell. Yeah. Okay. So there lots of lots of people saying that it's George Russell's fault and I am one of those people. Uh, <laughs> what a setup. Because, <laughs> because not only because Valtteri Bottas is the Russell Crowe of the paddock. Australian. He's Australian. We adopted. Um, but there was, uh, if you listen to the post-race conference, uh, Natalie interviewed both drivers and both drivers blamed the other. But I think George was very emotional with his maybe this is just because VB is from Finland, but very emotional with the whole attitude about it. But VB was like, you know, 
it's we were going pretty quick. It was a big shunt. Yes, I was like winded. The dude oh, was like oh, yeah. pretty like, huh. but there's one dry bit of the track. There's one the the racing line is the only dry bit. Yeah. So that's where I was going, and he he had the racing line. If you look on the onboard, he's well ahead. George just stood and like if he if it was dry as George said. You know, he would have made it stick, would have been an amazing overtake. Totally. But it's just because, as you said on our Discord chat, Campy, he lost traction. Both rear wheels started spinning at yep. a very high speed. And yes. you, the, the rev uptake was yep. like, oh, my gosh, it's terrifying to hear how quickly it up-revved. I don't care if Bottas even moved across slightly. There was a good three feet between those two. Yes. All the camera angles showed it. Even the one from Reichman's car behind yes. it. That was 3,000% George Russell's fault. So accidents happen, I can handle that. Sure. Yeah. The way he got out of the car and then give him a lid, I would have got out and smacked that little shit across the chin <laughs> for disrespecting him. He strapped in. He probably wanted Mate. to. It's- yeah, he's what? sitting there getting tapped on the helmet. No, I'm I can understand the emotion and he's frustrated yes. about yep. it. Yep. But he came across like a little two-year-old last night. Yeah. Yep. Oh, he's doing this, he did this, it's a gentleman's agreement. It's like, get fucked, mate. You stuffed up. You can't even admit that you had enough room, It was there was one dry line, and when you stopped off it onto the left, whether you put your rear wheel on the grass or your front wheel, it was all over from day one. You should An experienced driver would never even try to make that move in those conditions. Yes, he had a good run, yep. but you yeah. still got to get it done. Yep. I think and devil's he, advocate, George is saying from his mind and what he saw and felt was that Bottas – Started moving across. Well, his truth is wrong. He, correct. His truth correct. is I'm with bollocks. you. Just settle. <laughs> what he perceived was Bottas making a dive across as he was alongside. So shat his pants and then ended up on he the flinched. grass. He yeah. flinched. Yeah, there was still three foot. I yeah, put, but that's not I the point. Put like if you're a going semi truck up the gap between those two, pretty sure it's, been that's there. not three foot. But, but if you would flinch as well, <laughs> strange angle, uh, he would it? know it's a freight train. <laughs> <laughs> you would potentially flinch as well, and I think that's what he needs to admit: is listen, he scared the shit out of me. We're going that fast. Yeah. There's one dry line, well, and no, I didn't want to get hit on the side because he didn't see me. And then the thing is, what George didn't do was trust VB. Yes. VB knew he was there. Yep. And we know, th- and we've said this plenty of times, like if it Gentlemen. was if it was Mazepin or if it was someone else Be or scared. Stroll who has a history of this. It's different. You go, oh, okay, I'm going to give him a bit of space. But VB is a gentleman to a point w- w- in previous years that well, has been he's to not his detriment. Enough. Yeah. yeah. And so. He didn't flinch either. He was just following the dry line, racing line. No, as 100%. In, as yeah. in VB. But that's what I'm George saying. He flinched. came across to the right because that's where the racing line goes. You go wide to then turn yeah. left in the next corner. Yeah. But when, when he saw George come along, you can see him put the car left again so he goes slightly on the wet. Yeah. Which is when George freaks out and then suddenly VB's there with George's front left tyre stuck in his halo going, thanks, dude. (laughs) Halo again, doing amazing things. George Russell, you are a talent. You've got many years in this sport. Yes. Just start behaving like someone that we want to see on TV. Taylor, he doesn't like him a lot, does he? No. But that, that'll be the, the debrief, I think, with Toto will be you've got to not Yo, do that. Stop being a Pull your head in. Yeah, because that was – also, Natalie goes to Valtteri, uh, did you hear what George Russell said? No, but you responded with a finger. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Correct. You should have smacked him across the chin. <laughs> but he's not that kind of person. All VB right. would just be like, 
I can't hear you because I've just had a massive accident. And what? do you think I really care about this? <laughs> anyway, so that was... But look, Williams, though, good. Because this is the most we've ever spoken about Williams, they I They might even have to get moved up from this part of the... The only reason they're down there is because they had a double DNF. Correct. Um, which Not is, a lot's changed from the previous seasons. <laughs> no, I know. Poor guys. Different, but same result. Uh, well, definitely. let's talk about Haas. I actually can't believe that Mazepin finished... Um, Spun on the last lap. <laughs> we got there. We got there. If everyone playing at home. How was Anthony Davidson? He's like, hey, he didn't let me down. <laughs> Every, everyone comment. likes that. Jesus. Yeah, it's Ugh. good. Um, Mick Schumacher, though. Uh, poor bloke. was uh, the His own accident was the reason that he couldn't get back into the pits to put a new front <laughs> wing on. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, he trying did, to get he some. He did a garage on. <laughs> oh, well, he did a George Russell from last year. Remember when yeah. Kimmy was like, yeah. Kimmy's engineer was like, yep, copy. That was easy. <laughs> Eric's son hit me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ericsson clearly hit him. Definitely. Um, coming from IndyCar. But uh, trying to put some heat into the tyres. This Haas is a, clearly a very rubbish car at the best heat. of times, let alone with a little bit of, you know, grease and <laughs> wetness out there as oh. moist out there as well. Uh, yeah. Felt bad for the bloke because I quite like Mick Schumacher. I think yeah. he's a really lovely guy. He's likable. Really lovely guy. Well, he's beating Mazepin. He'll, he'll, he'll only get better. With more yeah. time, more yeah. laps in that car, by the end of the season, hopefully he's putting whole weekends together the way he should. Steep yeah. learning curve for him. Yes. He'll get two years in there for one. Yep. Minimum. Yep. And whether he stays with Haas or moves on, but he's got a couple of years to... Yeah, yeah. Even hearing his radio message, like his attitude is correct. He's on the right. He's polite. He wants to do the best thing for the team. Yeah. Unlike his teammate, who's just aggressive and a jerk. Sounds a little Australian when he talks as well. Love that. No, he's got one of those like combo Euro accents. Euro, just combo like, Euro. Combo oh. Euro accent that just ends up Australian it's fantastic. Somehow. Yeah, yeah. It just goes well, to show us going for sounding weird. Or South African. Or yeah. well, well. <laughs> Shout out to you if you listen from anywhere else in the world and you like the Australian accent. South Africa. Why would you? It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, lots of people do. Um, but also, uh, Schumacher's got K-Mag's old engineer, yeah. race engineer. So I, My message to the Discord was like, can he read me a bedtime story? Yeah, really. <laughs> it's very calming. <laughs> okay, Mick. The... Uh, is the best. He's so lovely. He's so I was like, oh, I'm so relaxed now. I've just crashed, but I'm all good. That's where audiobook reading is his next yes. career after this. Uh, Alfa Romeo. We'll talk about them. Kimi Raikkonen in 13th. Giovinazzi in 14th. Uh, Raikkonen was doing it to them. It was hovering around eights for quite a while. Yep. This, is, this is Kimi conditions. Isn't it? Yep. Hazards. Star. Wet. Just do Kimi things. That sounds like you. Hazard and wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <Yeah>. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. No, Kibby. Well, oh, he would eat his up. Like this is he was made for this. It's basically just rallying now. How chilled Wait. was he through the accident? Oh. Like he looking at the onboards. He, what I was looking at was just him, his helmet and hands. Nothing changes. Like or him in spins. He's driving through crap, all this <laughs> stuff, and he's just like. Or he spins and he just puts it back on track. He's like, sweet. That's yeah, why they call him the ice man. Cool, yeah. calm and collected. This was his 400th start, wasn't it, as well? I don't, probably. Pretty sure I saw that on social media. Yeah. 400th start. Grand Prix weekend. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, right. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a star. Look, what a it was unfortunate for them. They just dropped off in the second half of the race after the yep. red flag. So unfo- they just don't have the pace, which is a shame for the top 10. Yep. Um, but yeah, if it had been wet the whole race, which I love seeing a wet race, 
Like, one Groth was about the restart. Why didn't we get a standing restart? Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. Safety. Oh, give me a break, dude. Who Don't go decision? racing. Talk about your guy, Michael. Michael Massey. Well, Michael Massey. I, I can somewhat understand why he made the decision. Oh, wow. That was – Am I defending his – real quick. Am I defending that decision? Absolutely not. We're fans. We want to see standing starts. Because we spoke about walking along the grid now. He's starting to yeah, think no, actually he's legitimately in November and if we Australian get old shit. Oh, no. No, I think <laughs> that's what they've mates. said. But if it's dry enough to race, it's dry enough for a well, restart. We didn't see this. an incident. After the restart, anyway. Well, and if anything, to be honest, you look back at safety car restarts last year and Magello's. Yeah. Huge chaos. Yeah, yes. three of them. So, in, in the dry. So, yeah. why would you not think back at that? Because I look, would have enjoyed, I think, a standing restart more. Yes. Um, Max almost completely buggered it in the second to last corner. He spun. Was off. <laughs> he got a bit like, oh, rally. Oh, my gosh. I'm good. I'm like, oh, you just got grass on your tyres now and you're still outstanding. What an absolute legend. What an absolute legend. <laughs> what do yeah. you, oh, mate, he's unbelievable. Yeah. So that's that's good. Uh, Giovinazzi was kind uh, of not really. We didn't get to see it. Like, I, I want to talk more about him, but we don't get to see anything. So Yeah, it's kind of not really really there. Yeah, it's it's not really much we can comment on. Well, one concern about Giovinazzi is we know how good Kimi Rockin is and how consistent he is over the years. He doesn't – like, he has weekends where he beats him, but he's not consistently better mm. than him. Or does he deserve a drive in another spot in another car? I don't think so. He's probably – he's ahead of a few other drives on the grid. Yep. Like your Latifis, your yep. Mazepins and your Schumachers. But where does he go from here? Uh, we sort of said this, uh, I think, in the preseason pod that it's kind of like an Ericsson situation, right? He just will remain in that Sauber yep. until fold. Sorry, Alfa Romeo fold <laughs> until yep. he leaves for IndyCar or DTM. <laughs> yeah. Cries in DTM. Formula E. <laughs> Formula e. Go bet Stoffel. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, it's a bit of a shame. Yeah. Let's talk about Alpine. Uh, Fernando Alonso finished this weekend, which is good. Struggled. Didn't he? He finished he in, did. in the points, in though. In and in. Yeah. He finished in 10th. In the points. Oh, he got some points. And on Ocon him. finished in ninth, uh, which is not where I thought either of those guys would finish. Yeah. I, I didn't think they were points this weekend. Kept their nose clean, stayed out of trouble, to be honest. Alonso looked like he struggled throughout the race. But again, we didn't see – I wasn't following his on-track performance no. enough. But um, I would have thought those conditions would have suited him a bit yeah, better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But – Again, maybe we've got to give these new drivers coming in or the drivers that have changed teams a bit more time to adapt to these cars because what is clear from the finishing positions and race pace is that the guys that have had time in these teams last year and the same car are miles ahead of everybody else who's yep. stepped in. Yeah. Um, I think we've got eight people that have either changed or come in from yep. new, new teams this year. So that's what is clear. Maybe we just need to give them that five or six races until they're – 100% up to scratch with so it. So what you're saying is you should give Seb six races before we write him off? <laughs> I did say that yesterday, but I think he's cooked. A <laughs> couple of you remembered your own tape. Yeah. I'm impressed. <laughs> Usually you forget. And we have to remind you that you're I wrong. Hope, I hope the fans forget too. Because <laughs> <laughs> in six races no, time. Look, we should definitely give him that. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. And then limited testing this year. And Danny Rick's probably only done 400 laps in the car at three different, at two different racetracks, really. And it's unfortunate for him that he hasn't got the experience in that car of, you know, two solid test weeks in there. Yeah. 
you know, at least five to 600 laps so they can get the best out of it. Um, but Carlos was struggling too early on. As you said, I think everyone who's changed yeah. teams is struggling. And for someone like Fernando Alonso, the last time he was in a Formula One car was a Honda-powered McLaren. McLaren. Yeah. yeah. And it was way down the very back of the yeah. grid. So he's used to being back there, <clears throat> pardon me, but um, obviously a lot has changed and – the yeah. I think the chassis of that McLaren was still pretty good. The yeah. PU was terrible. Now yeah. he's moved into Alpine where everything is terrible. Um, but it's the first time these guys have ever had wet compounds on the car. Totally. Yes. Yeah. They've never driven – they've driven the car in soaring heat in Bahrain. Yeah. And this is the first time they even had that on there. So they don't know anything about the traction control sure. yeah. and the power modes in those – Yeah. In, you know – so the the engine modes and the power modes that they have to increase torque when it's wet and stuff like that. So it's all new for them and they're learning on the job. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's tough to adapt to. It's Carlos good to watch. Yeah. It's like I'm say, testing yeah. Yeah. Well, while I'm out there. He had a little interview pre-race and he was talking about it's like – it's so different. It's almost like a different formula, a different yeah. category he feels like. Yeah. He's like, I can't believe how different these cars can be and, and be so result. close yeah. in like results and times. He's like, it's insanely how, how differently they drive. Because he's been in what, four cars in the last six years? I think, Toro, so, Renault, McLaren, Ferrari. Yeah. So he would be the one to talk to. He's like, they're all so different. So to assume you can just jump in any car and be as fast as the guy that's been in it for two yep. or three years. He and Danny Rick crazy. Are, yeah. are the same. Yep. Yep. They're both in fact, Danny it, I think. driving down the car before the Toro. So yeah. Yeah. he's got that experience in knowing. Yep. And he, yeah, as he said in his interview, it's like, just need more time. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know where the limit is. So something yeah. will happen in the car, yeah. which might have been the limit in the Renault, for example. And then he has to let that go in a McLaren because it's totally different. Anyway, we'll talk about to that. To his directly. credit, he's not playing up and making that the excuse for no, his no, no. performance. But <clears throat> I don't think there's we'll any excuses coming from him except we'll, for he just needs we'll more time. Yep. Get to that later. Aston Martin. <laughs> I didn't have to change Seb's finishing position because it was 15th again. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, they retired him at the end of the race. Uh, yes, but after, after with two laps to go, they, yeah. because Schumacher and Mazepin were yeah. down two laps already. He Jeez, I feel sorry for him. He starts in the pit line because he had some uh, reliability issues with the cars braking. Yeah. And then after he comes out, gets in the fight, they give him a 10-second stop Literally go. felt like as he left. Oh, sorry, lads. You will be. Oh, love it. Who's bringing <laughs> you up? Who's ringing you at 4.30 in the morning? tell us to stop recording, <laughs> which we already That's did. Helpful. Yeah, so good. My bad. Technology. Um, no, it literally felt like as he left the pit lane, they're like, oh, by the way, can you come back around and jump <sighs> in because you've got a penalty? Yeah, that was dumb. It was like, could we have decided that earlier? That yeah. was before FIA. the race even started, that incident. So... Surely that's a yeah, pretty. They had that's all a, the time in the that's world. That's a clear cut, like black and white. Surely penalty. You don't need any like decision making. It was like you either hit the five minutes or not. Yeah. Yeah, and if you don't hit the five minutes, you start from the pit line. Yeah. And it's that's a penalty enough. About, surely they were talking about safety in a race from nineteen seventy where someone. I get the standards, but it had no like. It didn't impact on the race at all. No. no. Seb was never going to be in the points. Yeah. Why would you give him that after he's pitted when? Yeah, Mass, he sort his shit out. He lost yeah, his crew position and started from the pit lane. Surely that is enough punishment for not hitting the criteria. Yeah. Or if it's known, then he has to stay in the pit lane for five seconds and then leave or something like that. Just do it all at once. It should be black and white. There's no grey area here. Are we going to get consistency throughout the year? As if. No. As if. Of course not. Imagine if that happened to Ferrari this weekend, Charles Leclerc. No. 
right? Different story. It would be a completely different story. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, Daddy Stroll's son, <laughs> what's his name? Exactly. Leisurely Stroll, eighth, but he finished in the points. Um, and as, so I, he should. as I said to Campy just before we started recording, if it was anyone else than Stroll behind Daniel Ricciardo, I feel like Danny would have dropped another place. It was just mm-hmm. lucky that Danny's experience was there to, to put the car in a good position. Yeah. Um, Track position's king. You're not wrong. And mm-hmm. that's why I think, well, we'll talk about McLaren in a sec, but that's why they went with softs. Um, Stroll, though, has a better understanding of this car. We spoke about this yesterday yep. in the pre-drinks uh, in terms of how he understands it. Obviously, lots changed, and we know that Aston Martin are complaining about the rule changes. But there is pace in this car still. And I think if you can use it properly, if if a higher quality driver, maybe like Sergio Perez, was driving that car still, you're probably getting better results. You're crazy. What are you talking about? Although he didn't really have a great weekend this weekend. <laughs> Damn it. Damn, doing so Damn well. Damn my point. No, I agree. I think that car still has potential. It's not as good as it was comparatively last year, but yeah. it's still right in that midfield and probably should have performed better like it did last time at Imola. So I think what we're saying is we're saying two tiers of teams this year. Yeah. You've got Red Bull and Mercedes, clear one and two. Yeah. Three and four is Ferrari and McLaren. And then there's the rest of the pack. I think Aston are the best of the rest. Yeah. Followed closely by Alpine. But Alpha so I think Alpha Tower is better. Yeah, than yeah, yeah, sorry. Aston. But they're the best of the rest. They're, there's a clear pace. They should be. Oh, yeah, I understand else. what you're yeah. trying to say. Yeah, okay, um, got it. But, okay, well, let's talk about AlphaTauri um, because Pierre Gasly qualified really well. Uh, tyres going on full wets was a mistake for him, I think. Um, Strategy led him down. They yeah. waited way too – they thought way it was more rain coming. That's, yeah, that's yeah. how they win. It's paid off in the past to take the gamble. The, uh, pit early or pit yesterday. late. Those yep. kind of things, that's always been his MO. So I'm not surprised that they went that risky. And you could hear them on the radio going, there's more rain coming, hopefully. Hopefully. And it never did. So. He finished in seventh though, which is a solid, solid performance. Yeah, that car's got some some pace in the yeah. draw. I and think because it's like that Red Bull. They've they've taken all of that kind of Red Bull knowledge. Yeah, they're sharing a lot more of the same parts now. So. It's like the Red Bull knowledge, but setting the car up for Pierre because yeah. he's the lead driver for this year for this yep. team, right? So he's, he's got done. better control of it. Um, <laughs> Yuki Sonoda. Oh mate, he good. He made up positions. He's qualifying though. Like he yeah. set himself up to be at he, the back. Look, he made a lot of mistakes this weekend. A lot. But I don't mind which, that. Which is fine. Yeah, I don't absolutely. mind that in a race where it's wet. It's his second race in Formula 1. He's making moves. He made a lot of good moves, but he also made a lot of mistakes. Carlos Sainz did the same thing. Made a lot of moves, made a lot of mistakes. Unfortunately for Yuki, he made them at the wrong time. And he's pushing hard. But that's what you want to see from a young driver coming in. Yeah. I don't think he did anything wrong. He's got no pressure on him for the first half of the year. You're not wrong. If he got points, I think he'd be stoked. So he's he's not far off. The amount of times he ended up to the back of the pack yeah. with spinning. He also got a five second penalty for uh, turn nine track, track limits, limits. Yeah. I know. infringements, um, which, which he got is, warned and black flagged. So it's it's a really interesting one to. Just but I imagine he only it. did it like five or six times, not twenty nine times. <laughs> yeah, but. Come on, Massey, a bit of consistency, <laughs> mate. Yes, I'd like to book you in for the next race, please. Yes, thank you so much. But seriously, like... <laughs> yeah. 
The standard, the standard. As soon as I saw now. that, I was like, "Are you kidding me? Yeah. What is what but are the FIA doing? I don't hopefully, they've heard the outcry. No, and they from, haven't they? Listen, <laughs> but from now on, if we're talking about track limits and they continue to keep this level of crazy strictness, like we saw through qualifying and practices and all that kind of stuff, and the race, I'm here for it. Yeah, I, if it I, continues this way, done. Just don't change it back. And if you think back to Max Verstappen's first year, similar kind of pushing in. Yeah, if Interesting directions and getting some penalties and spinning. You know, Max Verkrashen was his yeah, nickname was for the first couple of years, and now he's absolutely smashing it. So, again, I think Sonoda, there is a lot of skill yeah. there, especially when he came out of the um, pit box on slicks, just Tokyo drifting it all the way <laughs> to the, the wall. It's like, oh, my man, I'm going to get that VTEC. Uh, Ferrari. Uh, why would you not be driving like an old school NSX as well? Yeah, for sure. I mean, a new one still. The new one looks good, but like Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen, little filming day before the season started, and Sergio in the old school NSX. Oh, be fan. Oh, just get some R thirty fours out there. Oh yes, because Nissan is a is a manufacturer. Sorry. In- <laughs> Can you wake up? You want some R thirty? Well, look, we'll go back to uh, we'll have an R thirty two and go to V eight supercars when that was good. <laughs> um, Ferrari. Actually, did a thing this weekend. So Fourth shocked. and fifth, Charles Leclerc is a bloody good driver. Ow, he qualifies well. Hurt. He holds those positions. <laughs> he did really say. well. I know. Carlos was on him. Carlos did well too. I was Considering how poorly he qualified, he did really well. Eleventh to fifth. Yeah. Yeah, he had a mega. Epic. He had a mega drive. Really, I mean, the red the red flag helped him out. Yes, but he's he was he was on pace with Leclerc for sure. But, and that's him figuring it out. Yeah. Figuring out this Ferrari on the in fly. wets. Yep. Oh, sorry, in intermediates. Yep. And, yeah, I, I'm i very impressed with Carlos. I think, Campy, your prediction of Carlos being better than Charlotte at the end of the year, pardon me, or spanking inverted commas is to use your term, will probably would actually probably come yeah. to fruition. I can say it. Yeah, so can I. I think Carlos is a professional. In that same interview before the race, he was talking about how he's turning up at the factory and the Ferrari guys are like, we don't know what to do with him because he's just here all the time and they've never had drivers be there so much. His work ethic in those kind of things, he moved to around the corner from McLaren when he changed yep. teams. Most of them still live in Monaco and just turn up yep. on days and it required. He was there all the time. He really takes it seriously and wants to get better. Well, it's only going to help him because he can build relationships within exactly. the garage. And we're not That's talking it. about just directional stuff. No. If, you're, if you're there and you're just rocking up and you're like, hanging out with the boys and helping them sweep while they're working on the car. Yep. I'll sweep the factory. Yep. Just put yourself in a position where yep. you're on the same level Humbled. playing yep. humble level yeah. playing field as those guys. That'll ultimately prove when it comes to, oh, like when sure. it comes to on track, they're gonna go might be an unhealthy boss, but they're gonna go, We like Carlos better. So yeah. you know. Can I just side note this slightly? Um the Brackley Boys podcast with Beyond the Grid, and I was going to mention this yesterday, was Brilliant. flipping amazing. Yeah. Really good listen. Yeah. But one of the things that was consistent, none of them said Lewis Hamilton was their favourite driver to work with. Most of them said Michael Schumacher. And interestingly, from from my point of view, is Nico Rosberg learning a lot from Schumacher in that you always invest in your team. People. You know everyone's first names. You understand what oh, they do, huge. what the kids do, all that sort of stuff. You show up, you're present, mm. and you're not better than them. Yeah. Um, and 
whilst Nico's podcast is terrible, yeah. I'm sure how he deal, deals with people in For the sure. garage yeah. was oh. totally different. So I think if you're learning anything like that, and I think Mick – will be doing the same thing. That's skills for life though, right? Totally right. Totally. If you look at the best CEOs around, they're like, oh, we just go and learn all the cleaners' names because they're the ones there at 10 o'clock at night after everyone's left, we're still there. Yep. Culture within organisations is important. Huge. And And Carlos is leading that. We've seen how Leclerc carries on. Yes. Yeah. But I think, you know, Seb probably would have done that too, but the thing with Carlos is, I mean, look at his dad. His dad's competing in Extreme E, which was, again – an absolutely cool thing to watch. Um, good old Molly from Australia smashing it there, winning for the She's Rosberg the team. She's the real deal, by the way. She's incredibly talented. She won the Australian Rally Championship yep. a couple of years in a row. So. She's great. Um, but the Carlos Sainz Senior thing, yeah. you know, yeah. he's still in motorsport today. And this is a guy who is incredibly talented and very awarded and highly regarded in the motorsport industry. So, of course, his son's going to do the same thing, but he's also forging his own path, yes. right? So, it's, yes, Formula 1, not rallying and, and Ferrari and everything else, but I think he deserves to be there. And oh. the effort that he's putting in behind the scenes is only, as you said, Campy, going to benefit him later on. So, sure. Ferrari are lucky oh, man. That, that they've got him. I think, yeah. actually, that was a great call by them. So, it's good, though, to see Ferrari back towards yep. the front. Absolutely. Not at the front, but back towards it. Um, yep. And happily behind McLaren, uh, Danny oh. Rick, look, didn't, didn't have a great whole weekend, to be perfectly honest. He uh, did everything right off the start. Uh, yeah, great start. Made a position, um, was right there, just didn't – he was in no man's land, really. Yeah, and I think what you said yesterday in our podcast about the aggressiveness of the start and, you know, how you lose that time, it, as soon as someone passed him, the gap just was so yeah. significant. You know, it's, at one point he's like, oh, now I'm – Carlos was – 10 seconds behind and then he ended up 18 seconds in front yep. within a very short period of time. Like, yeah, but even off the restart, he lost 20, 28 seconds in 30-odd laps. To and again, he's learning, team. as you say. I don't want to rag on the dude, but he's learning and he's yeah. struggling with it. And the interview after the race, yeah, he wasn't making excuses and he didn't bring it up. He let the reporters bring up that stuff. Um, but he just his attitude was... There's no need to panic at the moment. In six mm, or seven yeah. races, I'll be laughing at how mm. I'm feeling at the moment. Sure. So he's obviously well aware of his oh, performance. he'd be feeling it. Yeah, because there's no – that guy's never been that bad or that no. far off the pace. No, no. I think it's probably a it's, – it's a combination of not having time in the car, yep. setups and driving style and just adapting it. Yeah, and then throw wet conditions in there, throw all these other things in there. Yeah. So I, I pointed out in the, in the first race review, but I think it's – Valuable here. He got six. I don't think he was ever going to get much better than six. Yep. So as long as he's achieving those results, he's like, hey, that's a – we'll call that a neutral. We'll call that yep. – we hit the minimum. Where we should be. Yep. We're ticking boxes. We're moving through. I'm learning. I'm learning. And at that stage, as long as he didn't let Stroll through, yes. he was ticking that box there. If he could have got one more place, he would have been absolutely stoked. But yep. he did the team thing as well, which we haven't talked about yet. Yes. And we spoke about qualifying yesterday, but in qualifying – he built up to a lap and put a lap down that he never looked like doing yeah. all weekend. And yep. he did that in the first race too. So the guy's special. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And 
We'll just get, it's a whole season. It's I think a, it's the same learning curve. Three he had. year contract he's got in McLaren. Yeah. Next year's the year that we're looking for. We didn't think sure. he'd be winning a world championship. But we saw the same learning curve at Renault. I think it's more apparent because Lando is in that car and doing well. Whereas we had Hulk in a worse Renault at the time. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's just more apparent because Lando is performing. If Lando wasn't doing as well and there was another driver, I think it wouldn't be as obvious. But yeah. And obviously, as you said, Tommy, he's a team player still. Um, as he said in his post-race interview, he had an opportunity to prove to the team what he was doing in terms of his pace. Yep. Uh, over a couple laps, he wasn't doing it, and oh. so he let Lando by, as oh. as he should, because I think it's pretty clear. I, but I said oh, to you guys last year, the reason why McLaren was so strong is because Carlos and Lando on track worked well as a team, yeah. and there was the ego wasn't involved. It was yeah, I am slower. You're right. Certain days you're going to be faster. Certain and, days you're going to be slower. And you know, you, your biggest rival is your teammate, so mm. that's hard to do. But Danny Rick doesn't have anything to prove compared to Lando. Lando has everything to prove yeah. compared to Danny Rick. But I think he's he's got credit now with Lando as well because Lando's yes. going to think, you know what? Oh, yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's done the right thing by me and got out of the way pretty quickly. Uh, I think that's he's just he's putting yeah. money in the bank for that kind of stuff with the team and with Lando and. It's only going to net positively in the future. It was Later he had on. nothing to win really by staying where he was for sure. And we, but we also see the fact that McLaren is so strong that he can get on a podium. Yes. So when he yeah. sorts it out, and we totally. know we know that over yeah. a, a race he's better yeah. than Lando. Lando's got amazing one lap. And can I just say, Lando defending from Lewis oh. was freaking great. Lando yeah. Norris oh. is. Is miles ahead of where Work he was my, when he started. My whole house was woken up every time he was getting close. Oh, the way he'd pull out in that third sector and just try and like get Lewis out of DRS range, incredible. And the way he was doing that to Leclerc as well to kind of keep the both behind him, just great defensive driving. Car positioning on track was perfect. Oh, yeah. mate, wasn't moving. It was center of the track. Oh. Yeah, no room on the inside, just no room on the outside. Fat. It's he did, he did. And, but oh. it's quick. Like Carlos yeah. said, that McLaren with that Mercedes power unit is so fast in a straight line. Yeah. That for, you know, so they're fast in straights and they're fast in high-speed corners and oh. Ferraris are faster in the slower-speed corners, yeah. which Imola is a balanced track in that regard. But just to plant that with a seven-time world champion behind you in a faster car, yep. and as the commentators said, Lando knows that he's not racing Lewis. He's yep. racing Ferrari. Yeah. But... You know, it's like, oh, just let him past or do you let the Ferraris catch up was, I think, Brundle's comment. Three laps later, Lewis is still behind him. If he had the mediums, do you think no. he would have no. got that pass and maintained? Because I think yeah, in the I last 10 so. laps, he would have preferred to be on the mediums, but yes. he needed the softs, I think, to get where he was. Yeah, and I think McLaren would have worked out that risk versus reward in terms of the tracker was quite cool. It was like mm-hmm. 11 degrees out. So in terms of the Soft to switch deg- on quick. Deg- degradation of the tyre, it wasn't as yes. hard as if it would have been in Bahrain, for example. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting. But like McLaren, stunning. Uh, just, I'm, I reckon, team of team of the day. Oh, for sure. Their, their choices everywhere were just spot on. Except for Danny Rick's pit stop at that six second. I, don't, I actually didn't see what, what happened, happened there. there. I wonder if there was a bit of traffic because a lot of people were coming uh, at the same time point. and he got blocked. Yeah, I don't like it. I blame Mazepin for that. Uh, <laughs> Mercedes. <laughs> we spoke a little bit about um, the crash with Valtteri Bottas, but he wasn't having a good weekend at all before that he point. He was in practice. It was Q3, really, when it fell apart for him. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, like, was- all the way through, he was looking one of the fastest. Him, Lando... And Max were quick. Yeah. Lewis kind of turned it on at the very end. But 
from then on it was downhill for VB. He could not get out of he got, that kind of 10th, 9th, 8th yep. kind of range. He dropped back to 13th off the start too. So. Yeah. He even had Toto on the radio going, all right, Valtteri, let's go. Get on with it, pal. Which is like, oh, okay. That would have been hard to listen to. This is the year of the VB, Campy. What happened? No, that's it. He's done. This is it. He's This is his last year in Mercedes as well. He's going to have to go. He's going to have to make. He's going to have to make a claim on this world championship in the next four or five races. You know? He leaves it any he's later. He's going to have to win two out of the next four to put his name in contention. Yeah. And know. he can do it. He's capable of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, we got a yeah, double yeah, header coming, coming up. Tell you what, he didn't look like he was in a fast car, though, the way he was following yeah. behind. I don't know what it is. But we know that Mercedes don't follow well. Yeah, but it didn't stop Lewis. Like, well, let's oh. talk about Lewis, the luckiest guy in the world, puts his, Mate. like, goes off whilst George Russell involved in both, by the way, Mercedes oh, right. incidents. That was all Lewis outbreaking himself. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, but he, to put it to go off and then try and get on a little escape road and then smash his front wing off. Yeah. And then the Valtteri crash, you know, lap 32 was the massive time for poor Toto's got his junior driver and his two drivers completely <laughs> buggered in one go. As he said, it wasn't the happiest of times for him. <laughs> but if it wasn't for that red flag, Lewis would oh. have been nowhere near the podium. He would have remained he got to himself, right? Yeah, unlapped yeah. himself, was in ninth, managed to get past everyone very, very quickly to finish in second. Okay, we got to take a hats off to Lewis. Just like quickly, that was that, a good drive. That screwed Danny as well because he was the last of the unlapped of the unlapped cars. So yep. everyone got to catch up to him, and he had to start on colder tires, etc. Yeah, just unlucky guy. Yeah, continue. <laughs> my Do you have anything to say about Lewis Hamilton? <laughs> He's a star. Okay, good. He's Thanks very star. much. That was my balls. <laughs> Yeah, his pace was so fast up the front. Him and yeah. him and Max's pace at the start of that race in the wet yeah. was far superior than everybody else. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. Unbelievable. To watch. Unbelievable to watch. And he made seven seven passes off the restart. Yeah. What do you think about that going into turn two, three? The first chicane, first lap. Yeah, that was all Max. He got the start, didn't he? Max Max got the start, but I, I don't think that Lewis has got a claim there. He was pretty pissed off. Oh, he that's, can be pissed off, but Lewis has done that to people thousands yeah. of times. But I think that's only just a default thing that you do as a driver in case there's a penalty there later. Yeah, it's a good call. Yeah, Like, I think you just get on the thing and say, this guy pushed me. What's well, like, yes, we all saw that. But I think there's something with the FIA that if you don't actually make a if you don't say at the time, it. they can't then look back retrospectively. To get basketball analogies, which I'm good at. Oh, here we go. It's like when you go up and even if you don't get fouled, you say, and one, because you want the foul. You want the ref to hear it. Same thing. It's just calling out for it just in case. Is that how you shut down New York God. City to have a race? Yeah. Okay, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Christian, Christian Horner said after the race that Mercedes is way better on tyre degradation. If you look at the final five laps yep. of the stint on the uh, – on the inters and on the mediums, Lewis's pace was so much quicker than uh, Max Verstappen. I think so Lewis was managing it by going into the wet parts of the track as well. Max couldn't give a crap. He yeah, was but just even like the even in the dry, he was saying Lewis's Lewis's lap times were far better than what ours were, and he passed a whole lot of people. Max mm, was cruising, yeah. so he, he will be. I think we could see Red Bull get out to some big leads and Mercedes charge home. 
just on tired degradation. Well, That's that'll be it'll be good be to, see. to see. Red Bull, Max Verstappen finishing in first, mega drive from him. Yep. Um, first time he's ever won in Italy, which is nice too. Uh, fell for Sergio Perez, 11th. How many? Oh, so many mistakes. So many mistakes. He got Mad. a terrible start. Uh, he he had the like Max's start, like off the original start, about as was good as you get. Mega started yeah. in oh. second gear, no, basically no wheel spin, oh. and was just like Mate. all the way through past Lewis, and you know Sergio was struggling for grip as Mate, well. Edge of the grass, he was on yeah. on a wet track. That is ballsy, just, but like this just shows his caliber of skill. Ballsy, yep. Checo's good. I don't mind him making mistakes. It's yeah. the wet. People made mistakes all the time. I don't mind it in his second race there. He showed he's got he's got pace. In the dry and qualifying, yeah. oh. it showed that he had it totally. together. Yep. The fact that he put it on second. Yep. Yep. In cars. the wet, it's kind of just jeopardy. It's like roll the dice. So that, many spins. You spin or you don't. Like, yeah. We're in a different race room if he got the start that he wanted. Yes. For sure. There's no way that Max or Lewis would have passed him under race conditions mm. in those conditions. Yeah. yeah. We didn't get to see our two Red Bulls at the front strategy, though. No, yeah. Because kind of lost yeah. that ability, but it'll come. Yeah, but mind you, that wouldn't have made a big difference with Lewis at the back anyway, like yeah. if that had happened. Totally. Anyway, well, that's that's the race, boys. Uh, a really interesting one. Worth staying up for as well. If you haven't watched it yet, uh, you'll enjoy the highlights, I'm sure. Uh, let's talk about the Fantasy League. Uh, Tommy T as our lead... Fantasy name picker. As would you the like worst to of us who, at fantasy? Yes, oh, which would you the, the best names. at picking the names? Let's go through some of the <laughs> good favourite names. We've got the Nikita Wallbanger and Vodka Armco Barrier, which sounds like a cocktail. I think. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think good. that's good, Dave. Dave. Yep. If you keep swearing, I'll tell Mum. <laughs> <laughs> James that. M. That one took me a sec. I was like, what? Yeah. It's all oh, in the. Uh, it's clever. <laughs> Hasn't got past turn three. <laughs> Good. That's, that's so great. Yeah. If Danny Rick's going to lick me, then I'll be a stand. <laughs> Gemma C. <laughs> Outstanding. Gemma, that is quality. <laughs> and then Living in Traffic Paradise by TA. <laughs> If that was a little Yuki qualifying, I think. Oh, that's so good. Uh, if you want to be part of our fantasy league, uh, jump on. Uh, in our show notes in the description below or on YouTube, wherever you're watching this, there are links uh, to be able to find that. It doesn't matter if you haven't joined yet because uh, there are still prizes to be won. And you'll probably be at me the still. End. It's still. Because if he remembers his login, I'm sure he'll forget where it at some point. Tommy? Oh, 60 something? Yeah, I haven't, even looked, you, I haven't even looked where I've seen because I know you're ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Topping the boys once again. Once again, sucked last year. I won last year and yeah. oh, it's, you just, okay, you just say, oh, it's COVID, so it's nothing to do with it. But anyway, it is, uh, it's great to do this. Thank you so much, uh, boys, for, for your time here this morning. Thank you yeah. for watching. Uh, do all of the things that good people on YouTube and podcasts do. You know that we appreciate that. Uh, but we will catch you next time with some more interviews which is going to be exciting. Boys, thanks for your time. See you soon. I don't understand how you're going to live with somebody else in the same house. Does she want to kill you? Because you sound like a freight train (laughs) all the time. At least freight trains turn off at one point. They, they disappear into the oh, distance. Oh, <laughs> distance on a freight train. Kathy just keeps following you around. I like a distance. I like a freight train when it's in another suburb. <laughs> <laughs>
Social Podcast Network.